Well, hello, beautiful, and welcome back to another episode of Beauty Beyond Betrayal. I'm your host, Lisa Limehouse, and I'm so glad you decided to join me once again. Today, we're going to be answering a question that I've had come in quite a bit over the last couple of weeks. It's almost like this huge influx lately. And the question has been, Lisa, I just found out that my husband has been having an affair with another woman. What in the world do I do? I don't know which end is up, where to turn, who to talk to, help me. So today we are going to tackle that and I'm going to give you 10 tips to get you through those first few weeks today on Beauty Beyond Betrayal. So stay tuned. Hey beautiful, welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her. Must have been my fault. And this pain, it'll never go away. Until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. All right, beautiful. Well, you know, sometimes it comes in cycles, and I've noticed this lately. We have cycles where all of a sudden we find out all of these friends and people we know are dealing with the same thing that we are. They are finding out that their husband has been unfaithful, and they feel isolated, alone, don't know where to turn, don't know the first steps to take. And that's why I feel I've been getting a lot of questions about this lately. I've had influx of emails and women just all of a sudden discovering this. Now, it's through either their discovery and their husband didn't tell them, or I've had instances where their husband actually confessed the affair. Either way, it's still devastating and difficult and very painful. So normally during this time period, the first few hours, few days, few weeks, you don't know what to do. You don't know who to turn to. You can't make sense of anything. Your world as you knew it has just imploded from the inside out. The very safety and security and foundation of your marriage, of your life has been shattered. 
So it leaves you devastated, overwhelmed, in excruciating pain. It's kind of like being thrown from a car that's going 80 miles an hour and you have internal bleeding and broken bones everywhere and you need ICU treatment, right? So I wanted to really bring forth 10 tips to help you in those first few weeks after discovery so that you can have a little roadmap, so to speak, something that's gonna keep you on track so you don't get stuck, bogged down, and really end up like I did over those first few weeks. Now, beautiful, when I found out about my husband's affair, I kind of knew, I mean, God spoke to my heart very vividly and clearly. I'll never forget the day. It was January the 12th, 2020. I was walking from my bathroom, master bath, through my master bedroom, and I distinctively heard the Lord tell me that my husband had broken his vows, that he was having an affair. And I remember just literally just bending over, clutching my gut, saying, no, I, 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 I know I didn't hear this, God. This, this can't be right. This can't be right. Fast forward to March, and the signs were there. The red flags were there. And I started to take note, just like some of you. Some of you right now are saying, Lisa, I feel you on this. You get me. Like, I understand this because this is exactly what happened to me. I started having those gut feelings that something was just not right. And as I moved through March, I noticed that his demeanor had changed. He was very aloof. He was very... Uh, angry and mean and gaslighting, manipulative, blame shifting, all the things, right? So I started searching on my own, found a few things that were questionable, but then I decided, you know what? I really need to trust that inner voice of the Holy Spirit, the one that I know so well. Trust my gut and hire somebody to look into this. And so I did. And lo and behold, April 3rd, 2020, there it was. The phone call that came in that said, here's the information. Are you sure you want to open it? And as soon as I opened it, the floodgates just poured in with all of the information that I needed, concrete information of his affair. I knew everything about her. I knew everything about them as a couple. And I will tell you, my world shattered. The room just started to turn completely black. It was almost like a black vortex was taking over. The room was spinning. I felt like I was going to be physically sick, like I was going to throw up. I felt like a caged animal that needed to just get out and run away, get away as quickly as I could. Now, looking back, I understand what I was going through. My nervous system had just been traumatized by all the information, right? It wasn't the event itself. It was my reaction to this event. It was like my nervous system could not handle everything that was coming at me at once. And so I went into survival mode. That, that, that instinct that we have, that God created us uniquely and fearfully and wonderfully made, that frontal cortex of the brain kicked in to the fight and flight mode so that it could protect me. And so that was D-Day for me. And I wish I would have had the tips that I'm getting ready to share with you because the weeks that followed were a blur. I climbed into bed after being up all night long, screaming and yelling at my husband and literally just 
for two weeks, didn't, didn't move. Um, if it weren't for my daughters and my son-in-laws bringing me food and, and just checking in with me, I don't know if I would have even eaten or had anything to drink. Um, and then for a month after that, I moved in with my youngest daughter and my son-in-law, and they also helped to take care of me because, yes, I needed the help at that time. But I wish I would have had a roadmap. I wish I would have had the tips that I'm getting ready to share with you at the beginning so that I could have started my healing process early on because I didn't start mine until over a year later after I ended up in the hospital for four days because my adrenal gland shut down, my nervous system had completely collapsed, and I my heart tanked. <laughs> so I don't want that to happen to you, beautiful. So that's why I'm bringing this to you today. You know, beautiful, finding out that your husband has been unfaithful to you is one of the most devastating discoveries that you will ever experience in your life, much less in your marriage. And you might be questioning, is it even possible to heal from my husband's infidelity? Will I ever love again? Will I ever trust again? You know, the beliefs in your vows that you took, um, the belief of what of who he was in your eyes, you know, what you thought he was, who you thought he was, all of that now seems to be one huge lie, right? So what can you expect in the days, the weeks after you find out about your husband's infidelity? I'm not going to go into the months down the road because I'm a firm believer that you should actually come to a place where you invest in yourself. And I'm going to talk about that later on in the broadcast. So what can you do? What do you do in those early stages when you find out that your husband has actually been having an affair? Well, beautiful, get out your pen and paper, write these down because these are crucial. These are going to help you. This is like a little roadmap for you. And to even help you further, I have a free ebook that gives you these concrete steps, not just these, but many more. And it's free. It's below in the show notes. Click on that link, grab your free ebook, and it will truly help you along the journey. So statistics tell us that there is about 20% of men that, that cheat on their wives at some point in their marriage. And the statistics actually have gone up since the pandemic of COVID. And that's actually when I found out. I remember I did a research study myself looking at that little Google um, search of, you know, my husband had an affair. I just found out. What do I do? Right? And there were 900 million hits on that alone. I mean, the, it was staggering to find that out. So there are a lot of hurting women in this world. And that's why Beauty Beyond Betrayal came to be because the Lord just said, listen, this is a platform where you need to help women find hope and healing from the devastation of their husband's infidelity. And so this is why this podcast was birthed. It was out of a labor of love. And so I want to help you to really start your journey. So the first tip that I want to give you today is to make sure that you get all your facts straight in the beginning when you find out about his infidelity. I know when we have that gut instinct kicked in, when we have that inkling deep down inside, we want to automatically start accusing. And that's a normal reaction. But it's important to have all your facts straight 
Trust your gut, but don't react too soon. Now, the best way is to get the facts and make sure that they are accurate. Don't just go on hearsay. Maybe someone texts you, they call you, they send you some random picture or whatever. Those are still rumors until it's actually fact-checked. So don't just go out and accuse him of having an affair until you have all your facts straight. I could have gone to him in January, my husband, and said, look, Holy Spirit told me you're cheating. Then he would have looked at me and said, where's the evidence, right? He would have looked at me and said, "Uh, you're out of your mind. Because the truth is, even when I had the facts right in front of him, concrete, like right on my phone, he still denied it. So beautiful, make sure that you have concrete evidence first and foremost. And the other reason why I say that is you don't want him getting away with the affair. So you definitely, and and I don't mean that ugly, I mean that this is wrong. The affair is wrong and he needs to be brought into the truth. So you want to make sure you have true facts in front of him when you finally move into tip two, which is confront. Now, once you have all your facts straight, you then want to confront him. But I will also say this, before you even go into the confrontation stage, make sure that you take a time out. This is a little side note, okay? Because it's so easy to all of a sudden have all of that information in front of your eyes and just want to dive into him and rip him apart. I get it, beautiful. But that's not going to get you anywhere. Actually, that's going to do more harm to you than good. So how do you stay calm? How do you do this when you know absolutely for a fact that your husband has been cheating? Well, first I would say take a time out, get alone with God, and reach out to a trusted, safe friend. Someone who can talk you through what you just found out. They can pray with you. They can help you process the facts. And they can help you come up with a confrontation plan so that you can move into it. You know, we all act, react, I'm sorry, differently to an unfaithful husband. But one thing is for sure, deep down inside, it's devastating, it's excruciating, it's painful, it hurts. The pain, as they say, is comparable to a knife slowly slicing your heart in two. So with that being said, you know, how do you do this without being hysterical? Once again, first, take a deep breath. Condition your mind to recognize the facts in front of you. Accept the facts in front of you, right? That's, that is the realization. And recognize that his first act of defense is going to likely be denial. He's probably going to deny it even with, like I said, the evidence staring him in the face. That's exactly what my husband did. He denied it, then later on said, oh, it was just emotional, then said, no, it was just a kiss, and then over a two-week period, it just slowly went into, no, we've been having an affair for two years. 
So beautiful, make sure that you have your facts straight. And when you confront, make sure that you have calmed your nervous systems as much as you can, that you've talked it through with someone safe, that you have a plan in place on how and when you're going to confront him. I will also say this, ensure if you have children that they are either asleep or out of the house when you have that conversation. You know, if the kids have to be in the house during that time, please don't shout. You don't want to traumatize them. Recognize that if you are screaming and yelling and and just um, confronting him in a very unrealistic way of what the children have normally seen before, it's going to add trauma to them. It really is. So make sure that you try to stick with the facts, stay as calm as you can, ask the questions that you need to, look him in the eye, up front, confront him, but make sure that the children are not around. Okay, number three is this, leave the children out of it. Yep, you notice how I'm kind of building on it, right? Leave the kids out of it for all sake, for theirs. Please do this. You know, when your husband cheats, Everything and everyone gets affected, and it would be so tempting to seek revenge. I get it. It's a normal trauma response. You've been wounded, and normally when we are wounded, we lash out. And unfortunately, I know that sometimes this involves, you know, making the children aware of what their father has done. But please, by all means, control yourself, beautiful. And the reason why I say that is you need to think of your children. If you're hurting in pain, imagine what it would be like for your children if they found out. Now, hear me out on this. When we attack the other parent in any situation in front of our children, or we are talking badly about either parent to the children, We actually are attacking the children's identity. They came from both parents. And for them, if a parent is called bad and made to look bad, then it reflects upon them and it damages their identity. So by all means, protect your children at all costs. You may want revenge, but remember, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. The Lord will take care of this. And it's not fair or emotionally healthy to use the children to get revenge. All right, number four is this. Beautiful, let the truth sink in. You know, I know that the facts are hard. But in order for you to begin your healing process, you have to receive truth for what it is. You've just learned that your husband has been unfaithful and you may be overwhelmed, confused, don't know which end is up. You don't know what is the next step to take. Um, But take a time out. Take a time out to acknowledge what has just happened to you. You've been betrayed at the deepest level. Your husband has committed adultery. He has broken his vows. This is truth. And while it is so painful, it's important to acknowledge and accept it because this is a part of the healing process. Then decide for yourself, do you really feel comfortable staying in the same home as him right now? You may need a few days away. I needed to take a month away, and I did so. In that early stage, I took a month away, stayed with my kids, and just took a time out. Moved back home, 
But unfortunately, my husband chose to continue with the affair, and so I moved out for an entire year. Whatever you need to do for you, you do it. I'm so glad that I did. And it, it's important that you realize for yourself what it is that you need. You know, neither of you may know the immediate answer to what happens next. You both may need a cooling off time, say a couple of days before you sit down together and have that conversation. Well, if you don't feel comfortable doing it inside the home, staying there, line up another safe place to sleep or request that he do so. But you need a time out to really assess what you've just been dealt, to acknowledge that truth of what's happened, to accept the feelings that you're going through, and then really kind of assess for yourself what you feel you're going to need moving forward. Number five is this. Don't confront the other woman. And I know many of you are like, Lisa, I want to do this. But hear me out on this. This, if you confront the other woman, it's going to be bad. I can tell you that. Or that's whether you reach out to her or she reaches out to you. Now, the other woman reached out to me. I should have never picked up the phone. To be very honest, I should have never, ever picked up the phone because it never goes the way that you desire it to go. And if you are wondering why you shouldn't confront the other woman, I have an episode listed below in the show notes where I talk about why you should not confront the other woman. Go take a listen to it. It'll really help you. Beautiful. Here's the truth. You may want to confront her. You may even want to punch her in the face. Totally get it. Who wouldn't, right? She's caused you so much pain, and she got involved with a married man, your husband. But I want you to pause for a minute, and I want you to realize that this is not how to deal with the infidelity. You know, he's the one that cheated. He's the one that's responsible to you. He's the one that is in relationship with you, not her. He made the mistake of bringing her into your relationship. Don't make the same mistake. Don't stoop down to her level. Go listen to the episode. It'll help you out even more. Number six is this beautiful. Realize that this was never your fault. It's never your fault. When your husband cheats, it has nothing to do with you, nothing to do with your marriage, nothing to do with who you are as a person. It's not that you weren't pretty enough, thin enough, that you had curly or straight hair, that you nagged, that the marriage just wasn't good. You weren't giving him enough sex. The list could go on. But beautiful, It has nothing to do with that. Never, ever, ever, and hear me again, never, ever blame yourself. Every marriage has its trials. If you have issues in your marriage, you need to talk about them, and you need to work on finding a solution, not someone else to give yourself to, not someone else to use as a coping mechanism, and that's what he did, right? So don't go there. It's not your fault. The truth of the matter is, your husband had an underlying issue that he really doesn't know about yet. He doesn't understand yet. He needs his own recovery to figure that out. But there's something that caused him to use an affair as a coping mechanism. There's something underlying that caused him to cross over his moral boundaries and to break his vows. It was a conscious choice. 
Now that's hard to hear, I know, because a lot of times we step back and go, my gosh, he made a conscious choice to hurt me this way. Beautiful, the truth is he wasn't thinking about that at the time. He was in his own self-centeredness. It was all about his selfishness and his own desires at that point, and you were not even in the equation. That's why we say it's not your fault. Remember, cheating is always a choice, and it was his choice. Okay, number seven is this. Allow him a chance to answer some of your questions. Now, when you're in the heat of the moment and you're firing off all that stuff, when did it start? You know, how long have you been cheating on, you know, on me? Do you love her? Where did you meet her? Where did you go? Did you buy her gifts? Did you use our money? The list of questions goes on and on and on and on. This is normal. This is normal for you to want to know all the things. Give him a chance to answer those questions, but also realize that he might not be giving you the complete truth. You need to be prepared for his answers because some of them may feel like sharp knives that are actually piercing your heart to the core, ripping you to shreds, right? Well, when is the right time to do this, Lisa? Is there a better way than just firing off all the questions? There is. Now, I I told you that this episode is about all in the beginning of the first couple of weeks, so you're going to have some questions, but let me give you some parameters to go by. When you first approach him, have some questions in tow. Realize that there are some questions that are just going to do nothing but bring more trauma. You need healing questions. You can ask questions like, when did it start? How long has he been cheating? You know, uh, where did you meet? Did you use our finances? All of those are great. But there's some other very intimate questions that are completely off limits and really beautiful. I know you might want to know them, but really those things will do nothing but burn in your brain and they will allow the betrayal to take root and hardwire to rewire your brain into a negative space. Don't go there. Don't go there. I work with my clients and we figured this out together. And if you need help with this, by all means, in the show notes below, get on a free consult with me and let's see where you are and see if coaching is right for you because we can really do this in a safe, secure way that will actually bring healing instead of re-traumatizing you. So have your questions in tow. Don't continue to revisit the same things over and over and over, day after day after day. And if you are choosing to reconcile, to save your relationship, seek to do what's called a full therapeutic disclosure, which I will do an episode on this very, very soon. Seek to do a full therapeutic disclosure. That is a healthier way to get all your questions answered, to really come to a place of clarity, closure. It helps you rebuild trust. It helps the betrayer to start to walk in honesty, integrity, to start to rebuild the character and to really help the marriage get on a better footing. This is what I do with the couples that I coach with. It's a great tool. So these are just a few things that can help you. Now, number eight is this. Definitely have both of you checked for STD testing. And I know that this is one of those very delicate issues, but beautiful, don't just rely on him. This is important for your physical health as well as your emotional health. It's an important element when you find out your husband has been cheating on you because you don't know if something was sexually transmitted over to him, thus to you, right? So 
This, I know, brings up powerful emotions, it adds stress, it causes issues between the two of you. However, it is extremely important so that you don't wake up one day years down the road and realize that you've contracted an STD and you could have found out about some of this stuff in the beginning and actually been proactive. So as soon as you discover that your husband is cheating, get yourself tested and require that he be tested as well. This is for your peace of mind, for your physical well-being, as well as your emotional well-being. Okay, number nine is this. Call in the Calvary, okay? Call in support. You know, if you're comfortable sharing um, the delicate information about his affair, that's where you reach out to someone safe, like I did that day. And I say, if you have a safe person in your life, someone who speaks life into you, who's willing to, quote, call you on the carpet when you're getting out of hand, who's going to um, be there through the thick and thin of it, right? They are going to walk through this healing process with you. They desire to see you healed and whole more than you do. And they will back up your decision. Whether you stay with him or whether you leave, they're going to support you 100% because they believe in you, they love you, and they are your safe people. Reach out to someone like that. Share your story. It's important for you to voice what you are experiencing. Don't allow your voice to be stolen. Your story matters. Also, reach out to a trauma-informed therapist, a counselor, and or a coach, someone who specializes in betrayal trauma, so that you can have someone to guide you through the healing journey so that you cannot get stuck in the process. It's easy to get bogged down, beautiful. When I started my journey, finally when I went into counseling, that's when I started to move forward. Tried to do it on my own just doesn't work. And listen, I'm a pastoral counselor. I'm a coach. Still couldn't do it on my own. So beautiful, this is not the time to isolate. This is the time to reach out for support, get the support you need so that you can heal and recover from the devastation of this infidelity. And number 10 is this, make sure that you set up a self-care routine. This is where I'm going to take you back to what I call the infant stage. And this is where I want you to go back to. You know, for those of you who have had children, or those of you who haven't, but you've been around babies, you know that there are some crucial things for a baby. Food, something to drink, baths, and sleep right? <laughs> the infant stage. Those are the necessities of life. When we've gone through the trauma of betrayal, we forget all of that. We are in so much pain that we forget the basic necessities. That's why I'm glad that my daughters and son-in-laws made sure I had food. They made sure that I was up taking a shower. They made sure that I was taking care of myself and getting enough water, staying hydrated. And I was, you know, just taking care of me. So beautiful, make sure that you are eating properly. Even if it's just grazing because you can't eat a lot because you might feel sick, eat what you can, right? Graze, I call it grazing. But make sure you're getting proper nutrition. Make sure you're staying hydrated. This is important for your brain. This is, you know, your brain, especially when it's been traumatized, it needs 
nutrition. So if all you can get down is coffee, make sure you add a little bit of creamer, non-dairy or dairy, whatever floats your boat. But the added sugars to that, and try to get natural sugars if at all possible, but if it's coffee is your thing, great. Add some creamer to it because it will help to get some sugars to your brain because your brain is on overload and it needs the extra help during that time. And sugar actually benefits the brain with the research studies that we found, especially during modes of trauma. Make sure you're hydrated. Make sure you're getting sleep. I know it's hard, but nap if you need to. Take the time to rest and then shower. <laughs> Beautiful. There's something cathartic. There's really something wonderful about standing in a shower. I know for me, I, I got in the shower. I would scream, yell, get angry. I would cry out to God. I would sit down in the shower while the shower was pounding on my face and my back, and I would just bawl and cry. But as that water would wash over me, it was extremely healing. Make sure you are showering. Your body needs to have that cleansing mechanism with water as well. It also helps with the hydration. So these are basic things, right, that we forget, but we really, really need them in the time of trauma. So make sure that you're getting back to that infant stage. So here's some final thoughts for you as we bring this to a close today. You know, after D-Day, when you've finally found it out and you're, you're in the throes of it now, the pain and the hurt, you even wonder if you're ever going to survive it. Beautiful, you will. You really will. If you move forward into a healing journey and you seek to invest in yourself, I promise you, you can learn how to actually walk through the journey to recovery. And I know because I've done it. And if you're seeking to be able to do this quicker than trying to flounder through it on your own, make sure to get that free consult with me today. I would love to speak with you, tell you how the process works. We design this plan for you, walk you through it. These are tried and true, and it gets you to a place of recovery so you don't have to stay stuck. So beautiful. I hope today helped you. For those of you who are just finding out, I pray that this was a lifeline for you. For those of you who are stuck somewhere, I pray that these are reminders for you of things that you can step back into to restart your healing process so that you can move forward to recovery. A beautiful destiny is awaiting for you, either with your husband or without. God never leaves you where you are. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. He is right in the midst of it all. And He desires for you to be healed, to be whole, and to have a life more abundant. And I know sometimes when we are in the midst of the throes of it all, we think to ourselves, really, Lisa, can this ever really happen? But yes, it can. And I want you to know that the Lord even reminds us about this. And I'm going to share this verse with you and end it with today. Because this is the verse that Beauty Beyond Betrayal is founded on. God tells us in Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Trust Him with the process, beautiful. He's got you and he will never let you down. Be blessed.
Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.